0: Follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money.
3: Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN.
4: Welcome back, DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this season, new customers can bet five dollars on any team and pocket two hundred dollars in free bets if your money line bet wins. Download the app. Use code VSIN when you sign up. Got to be twenty one. Available to play in select states, DraftKings.com, for full details.
5: Here we go. Wednesdays with the maestro, the VP of uh, Circa Sports, also the D in Golden Gate in downtown Las Vegas. Mike Palm joins us in studio. Good
6: morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning, and welcome back, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Coventry, Rhode Island. Our loyal Nesson family that's watching Durham, North Carolina, watching on Masson. Durham, North Carolina. Of course, the setting of arguably the greatest thirty for thirty of all time. Fantastic lies. Kiwanee, Illinois. Peekaboo Marquee. We see you. Bakers Narrows, Manitoba, oh, Canada. Rogers Sportsnet. Windridge, Pennsylvania. We say good morning to AT and T in the Pittsburgh area and Baker, California, home of the world's largest thermometer. Sunrise over Spectrum. Good job. We cannot walk the streets in Baker.
4: No,
5: can't do it. Population six.
4: The uh, du- du- uh, Duke lacrosse scandal. Yeah, yeah. Oh Fantastic my God! Lies. I was I watched that. The is, DA went to prison. The, Think yes. about that. Yes,
5: absolutely. Oh my
6: God! That's, that is some that's, watch. That's an unbelievable story. Yes, they did it a is. great job with that it. that. Is yep. some watch? Yeah, that's uh, in,
5: that's in the mix for sure. Along pony with excess. Uh, pony, pony, pony excess, I like pony excess.
6: Amazing. And we the you got a
5: payroll to meet. Good. Yeah, oh, that's, that's governor right. Governor of Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Hey, you said What? You
4: sent it from SMU? hey oh, hey oh, Yeah, you are correct, sir. It's like Karnak. Right. Unbelievable. Um. But that was the other thing, too. This we got because we were talking. Were you a big Watergate guy? I have watched over 100 hours of Watergate stuff. Really? Unbelievable. But well, it's it left and right. They're putting out new shows. and.
6: Not really. I find fascinating a little bit the senators that were on that committee. They're all their backstories in that. That was good. The Sam Irvin, the guy from New Mexico, oh, guy. A, yes, and other guys. Yeah, right. there, there's some interesting characters yeah. on that committee. Yeah.
4: Shay Wiggin. Great tweet. I watched this show. Gaslit. Shay Wiggin. Plays G. Gordon Liddy and does a phenomenal job. Sean Penn played John Mitchell. Julia Roberts, Martha Mitchell. Next year on HBO, White House Plumbers. Woody Harrelson's in it. Justin Thoreau plays G. Gordon Liddy and Cersei Lannister. Leah Heddy, Heddy is uh, in it as well. That's I mean, the name of the show. White, White House Plumbers. Oh, interesting. So more, okay, but the break in and the cover up and everything. There's, I mean, that is—it's just like what happened. What he—he he couldn't be beat. He was cruising. I mean, a lunatic Nixon.
5: Awesome television. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, Mike, did the sportsbook here at Circa adjust any future numbers after the trade deadline was completed yesterday?
6: I think when I looked before and after, Miami's the only one. It went from like 37 or 38 to 1 to 35 to 1. Not not significant, right? It's, it's not, nothing blockbuster that would move it, you know, 10 points or something like that or something 10 to 1 to 8 to 1 or anything. So we'll see. I mean, they tried to. Tried to combat Josh Allen maybe if they have to meet him again in the playoffs. So I don't, right. don't yeah. hate those moves. Yeah, that's what yeah. I said earlier. Yeah. <laughs>
5: I think people are maybe a little bit confused by this when we said they still have to go through Kansas City on the road and then at Buffalo. Obviously, we're talking about the playoffs. We're not mm-hmm. talking about the regular season. Yeah. That, that means their playoff run as of right now, and hence books are not really adjusting that much on the Dolphins.
6: Yeah, and obviously their moves, they believe they're going to be a wild card. I mean, they did beat Buffalo, and although Buffalo gained them 2-1 to one in that game but how do you position yourself as a wild card and be able to navigate through the AFC that's that's the spot and that's what they're they're trying to do they're they're in for it now
5: and plus you have to consider this too i mean the passing game for the dolphins at this point clearly is legit mm. when Tua is healthy and he plays they win football games and it really works i mean Tyreek Hill has been by the way i think a good bet right now if you can find it hill 7 to 1 offensive player of the year he has almost 1000 yards receiving after eight games all right uh, on pace almost to get to uh, you know 2000 become the first receiver ever but what if we're talking about January now and if they go to KC and Buffalo, uh, there's potential wind, there's potential snow, it's put, you know maybe a little bit cold obviously in Buffalo. All right, that's fair. And if the passing game is not working, I mean yeah. they're going to have to win with defense in the running game potentially. Like that's probably not a good recipe for that team.
6: Interesting this week when they have to go to Chicago if it's windy or uh, weather there, there. Yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah. We're very high on the Eagles. And for people who are uh, Did you make the
6: bet? 11 to 1, 17 to 0. Bet that, make that bet and then bet the Cowboys will be the team that beat them. I like that's what I Wouldn't like. do both yeah, ways. Right, yeah, Sure, yeah, 16-1.
4: Sure, yeah, to 1. <laughs> But then you're thinking maybe with the rollover, maybe. You, but they're such big favorites in these
6: games. Well, so the other thing is they're always up two scores at half, though. That's true. You, you can get huge money on the and other 0. way, you know, at yep, halftime. They're perfect uh, ATS in the first they're half. They're so good in the first half of these games.
5: Yep, yep, yep. very true. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is Circa, the Twitter account, sent out this tweet yesterday. Explaining the hot start for the season leaders, at we're we're pretty much at the midway point right now uh, of the season. But look at this now, tail party two. They're only hitting thirty-two and eight so far. That's all. That's oh, it.
6: How depressing. That's what you have that's, to compete that's with. That's only eighty percent. Oh god, it's that's only around. I'm mean, rough here. Maybe around eighty. Eighty yeah. percent. That's yeah. all. In second place, uh, merciless,
5: nine sixteen one thirty nine and one on the year. Then gambling rats. Twenty nine nine and two, and if you flip it and look at the uh, the entries going for the booby prize, look at uh, Jackson Bell eight thirty one and one, and two teams are on his heel. Or at, and uh-huh. by the way, I think it's I E analytics. Uh, analytics weren't they going for the booby prize all year long? I think that was the one entry ten twenty nine and one, along with Ace Puppy one. Is He's, that private plane Wayne? I think that is.
6: Is it really? Isn't it private plane Wayne? Uh don't. he wanted to go. Yeah, I, I think you might have something there. Mitch. I haven't fished him out. That that guy's got a two and a half game lead with the eight thirty one and one, right? Or a two game lead? Yeah, yeah. two game lead. Um, huh. So I thought the interesting story was this guy Sergios II, that was zero and fifteen through the first three weeks. He had a disastrous week. Went three and two. Oh no! Yeah. But he's still three and seventeen. And he's leading by a half game over four other entries. But this is, of course, the last week of the second quarter coming okay. up here.
5: Imagine yeah. that. You start 0-15, and, and, and now you're <laughs> in a major to sweat it. to win that for the quarter. Sure. Oh, what action.
6: Yeah. but this... That was the thing I was searching for on, on Monday yeah. was what that guy did. Because sure. I, we, we've never had anyone go 15-0. and 0. So for someone to go 0-15, that's the record. Yeah. You know, um, for people I've talked to who
5: don't live here in Las Vegas, but they play in contests, they like the survivor for the most part, and they're... They're they're basically telling me right now, boy, you really have to compete with all the pros in the pick 'em contest, right? Well, my response is, uh, yeah, I'm. You know, some of the pros do well, year in and year out in these, uh, you know, five point spread picks every single week. But it's not just the pros you're competing. You're picking half of these entries are probably just people who got in and they're
6: blazing hot at this point. Well, you know, we always do the thing, the awards ceremony at the end of the year on Wild Card Weekend, on that Friday before the Wild Card Weekend starts, and I'm thinking about. Last year, there was a cook, an Uber driver, a sixth-grade teacher. I mean, that these were the people that were in the top ten of the millions. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, yep. you know. Plus, there's a few pros. Oh, of course, yeah, they're gonna. But be it's not in. like these guys aren't betters. I mean, they have obviously been betting football and that, but they they don't have any history of contest success.
5: Right. <laughs> you're gonna have new people pop up every single year. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're getting four thousand entries in a contest like this. And uh that's what you're up against here. I hate that urinate on the parade, but
4: that's gonna go down, don't you think? This is depressing. Hey, how you doing in the contest? I'm twenty nine nine and two. Oh, I'm in you know, three way tie for third. Well you know I what mean, I'm saying? For some somebody- survivor's just gonna go up, 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 up and up. And then this, I mean, you see this, an incredible job. I mean, what you've done to take out the Westgate. But again, this is just how do you come guy Thirty two
5: and eight. And then okay, I'm gonna
4: lose on purpose. Okay, well, 8-31 I and mean, one. well,
5: but but here's the key, I but, think, to the contest though. Yeah. It's going to be the adjustments made to the quarterlies. Yeah. yeah and that's going to be very yeah. enticing to people who look at this and say, well, I can't go 32 and eight. No, no. But you know what? But I might go
6: 17 and three. Bingo. Sure. <laughs>
5: bingo. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. And a
4: good job paying top 100, too, though.
6: Yeah. That, well, that was that's, a legitimate criticism that, yes. you know, with 4,000 people, you only went 50 deep. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get it. Uh-huh. You, you want to, you you have a runner, you hit 63%, you don't get nothing back. I mean, that's depressing. That yeah, I know. that's stings. <laughs> Where are you at
4: with Survivor? And well, we only lost two people. Two, but the same Atlanta. guy.
6: Oh, I know. Same guy lost both his entries. Yeah. The, 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 the Colts one is terrible, though. What's Frank Reich? He had six inches to go to win the game, and he punts? Yeah. And then they go 90 yards? Yeah, 90 yards. That's got to yeah. be sick. I mean, Jacksonville. Yeah.
5: Oh, and then the completion to McLaurin anyway. Yeah. Come uh, on.
6: It, it, it's tough. So now we march on 123. This is kind of an interesting week. People don't want to use the Bills, obviously, right? right? You're saving them for Thanksgiving. Boy, if they would lose in Detroit on Thanksgiving, it might be over. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody yeah. that's got them, I'm sure, uh-huh. is going to use them. Sort of an interesting week where you go here. Do you go, you know, do you go Patriots? Do you test the Vikings on the road? I don't know if you want to use a road team. you take Cincinnati? They're the biggest favorite other than the Bills. But, but you know, mm-hmm. they they look so bad not adjusting right. off Chase being out trying to run the same offense. Right. It was horrific Monday Likewise. night. Yep. That was awful. To- and Burrow's running for his life yeah. again. Kind of resorted back to the early season Bengals that we saw. Well, that line is still the line it was last year, right? They didn't, they didn't really get any better on the offensive line. They were supposed to. That's a major <laughs> disappointment for yeah. that team, you know? Mm-hmm. i have
4: to look at the matrix. How many people have the Chiefs left and how many have the Eagles left? I mean, most people
6: use the Eagles. Chiefs, look- Chiefs against, Titan- right. against the Titans this week and, yeah. Mal- and just run the ball. Willis. <laughs> yeah, or you use them <laughs> next week against Jackson. I mean, don't you have to really, like,
5: if you still have the Chiefs, you're probably waiting here because of the matchup and because it's Andy Reid off the bye.
6: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's no Tannehill is the thing, right? Isn't that the? I mean, they're just going to run the football. Yeah, I mean, come they on. didn't even disguise it at <laughs> all. I yards. I know it's passing. That was it. They didn't <laughs> even try
5: at <laughs> all. And then you look ahead to next week. We were kicking this around earlier uh-huh. uh, in the show. Would you go, would you pot this late in the season? Would you go Giants at home to the Texans?
6: Boy, Texans are bad. That offense is really bad. Davis, I thought Davis Mills was better than this. So did I. They went backwards. Half of their possessions were negative yards last I week at home. <laughs> 70
4: <laughs> yards on the final drive. It's 70 yards entering the final
6: drive. Yeah, it's almost as bad as the Raiders. Yeah, yep. yeah. Didn't cross midfield till the yeah. two-minute warning. Well, oh, that was the worst performance for sure. Piece they of... were the highest-scoring team in the league. 29 points a game. 50 to one to have the lowest point total. You have to oh. say it shut out. You have to say it. Bad hire.
4: You have to say it. It's 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 enough already. He took over a playoff team, and he was terrible
5: in Denver. I mean, come on. You have all those weapons. He gets shut out? He doesn't have an excuse. I'm sorry. He doesn't? They were, it's a playoff team. How many new coaches take over a 10-win playoff team? <laughs> yeah. Like that rarely Almost happens. Almost never. Ever. <laughs> exactly right. We'll continue with Mike Palm coming up next. The five biggest gaffes of the previous week per the Maestro. in no hyperbole. Coming up here and follow the Money Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
7: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
8: From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday,
4: This is Follow the Money on VCN. Fall Sports in full swing, Bet Rivers Online Sports. Book your home, all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether it's football, hockey, basketball, or baseball. They have you covered. Great promotions every week. Tuesday, hockey, first goal insurance, Friday night, college football, Sunday, football parlay insurance. Head to BetRivers.com or download the app today. Great house specials. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers.
0: No bias. You will respect my authority. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. <laughs> no agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike
6: Baum. All right, number five, the Dope Joke. Georgia Tech took on Florida State at Dope Campbell Stadium on Saturday afternoon in Tallahassee. The Seminoles were 24-point favorites and dominated the first half. They gave up less than 75 yards of offense and led 24 to three. After Florida State stopped Georgia Tech on fourth and goal with just over eight minutes to go in the game, they took over on their own three up 34 to 10, right on the number. Nine plays and five first downs later, FSU had first and 10 on the Georgia Tech 18 with just under 2.30 to go in the game. They had an option. Would they run the ball three times or take three knees? Certainly the game would end 34 to 10. But that is when Georgia Tech interim head coach Brent Kaye decided it would be a great idea to call to use his timeouts. Three plays later, and with just over a minute to go, FSU punched it in to take a 41-10 lead. Ironically, Georgia oh. Tech would drive 75 yards and score a touchdown on the game's final play, not kicking the extra point by rule. Final 41-16, the Seminoles cover, and the game goes over. What did Key hope to accomplish using his timeouts? To get the ball back down 27 with a minute and a half to go in a game in which his team had only scored 10 points the decision making of these coaches makes betting end game very perilous number four the cupboard was empty kyle shanahan continued his dominance over sean mcveigh on sunday afternoon at sofi stadium in los angeles a stadium by the way that sounded and looked like 80 percent 49ers fans yes The 49ers' 31-14 victory made it 10 consecutive regular season triumphs over the Rams. With 5.35 left in the fourth quarter, the Rams faced third and 16 from their own 15, trailing by 17. McVay called a run play which gained six yards, and he punted. The 49ers ran the ball three times. He used none of his timeouts, and the Rams got the ball back with 2.24 to go on their own nine. Surely McVay would run the ball three times, and we call it a night. He ran the ball with Malcolm Brown for four yards on first down, and we reached the two-minute warning. Then he ran the ball with Malcolm Brown again for two yards, down to a minute 15 to go. It's third and four. Who would he run? Malcolm Brown again? Would he take a knee? No, let's throw a swing pass to Cooper Cup, your MVP. And oh, by the way, you got him injured on the play. Ankle injury. Off the field he goes. Very luckily for McVay, it appears Cup's injury is not as serious as thought, and he will play this week against Tampa Bay. But why in God's name was McVay throwing the ball with a minute 10 to go? Why was Cup even in the game? And for that matter, why was Stafford in the game? McVay conceded the game with five and a half minutes to go when he ran the ball on third down and didn't use any more timeouts. He's very, very, very lucky he still has Cooper Cup in his lineup. Number three, return of the Mac. The Mid-America Conference returned to action last night with a showdown of the Bulls and the Bobcats, between the Carnations in Athens. Athens, Ohio, that is. Ohio University led Buffalo 24-3 with under two minutes to go in the first half. After a penalty, they faced second and 15 from their own 12 with 1.45 to go. Buffalo had no timeouts remaining. Two running plays would take the clock under 15 seconds, and if you don't gain a first down, certainly you take a 21-point lead to the locker room. But Ohio head coach Tim Alban had a much better plan. Let's run the ball and then hurry up into an incomplete pass. Then on cue, a 20-yard punt. The University of Buffalo took over at the Ohio (laughs) 35 with 1.32 to go, and eight plays in 72 seconds later turned Albans' poor decision-making into seven points. You would have thought Ohio was down 21 with that play calling to end the half. Ridiculous. Could little Frankie Solich's departure spell doom for yet another program? Number two, The Life and Times of Nolan Arenado, volume 10. (laughs) <laughs> On Tuesday night, before Game 3 of the World Series, Major League Baseball announced the Gold Glove winners for 2022. There were records set for number of first-time winners and number of rookies to win as well. But one thing that didn't change was Cardinal third baseman Nolan Arenado winning gold. Arenado has won 12 Gold Gloves, in, excuse me, 10 Gold Gloves in 10 Major League Baseball seasons. Arenado tied Ichiro Suzuki, for most consecutive gold gloves won to start a career. Tied Mike Schmidt for second most gold gloves won by a third baseman, trailing only Brooke Robinson, 16. I wondered as I was watching the announcements if Manny Machado would ever win another gold glove with Arenado at his same position in the same league. Remember, Manny won two gold gloves in the American League before playing for the Dodgers and the Padres in the National League. I have to tell you, with our sponsorship, I watch more Padres baseball than ever and it's a pleasure to watch Manny Machado play third base every night. Then I realized that Machado wasn't even a finalist for the award. Cabrian Hayes of the Pirates and Ryan McMahon of the Rockies were the other finalists. McMahon led all third basemen with 17 errors this season. How is this even possible? Did the managers really vote this way? Well, here's what I found out. The manager's votes are only part of the selection process. Something called SDI. Sabre Defense Index makes up the rest of the score. Now, I know I'm not smart enough to describe all the metrics that go into this SDI, but here is all you need to know. Max Muncy graded out higher than Manny Machado on the SDI. To suggest that Manny Machado isn't one of the three best defensive third basemen in the National League, and for that fact, in all of Major League Baseball, is an absolute joke. And then number one, hide the children. Last night. Just after 10 p.m., my wife and I were in our bedroom getting ready to turn in. She was holding our eight-month-old daughter, trying to get her to sleep. The last live sporting event of the evening was the Ducks at the Sharks. I flipped our TV to ESPN to check the score. My wife, who was paying no attention to the television, within five seconds exclaimed, Oh my God! What is that? Turn that off! The baby will never be able to sleep with that on! Who is that woman? The woman, of course, is Leah Hextall. My wife does not follow sports at all, but she's been in the room enough times with games on to know what seems completely out of place. Hextall had the call of the nightcap for ESPN, and her performance isn't getting any better than when she drew the ire of tens of thousands of hockey fans during the Stanley Cup playoffs a few months ago. The game went to a shootout after a 5-5 regulation and scoreless overtime. The final shot of the shootout puts a nice bow around Hextall's performance. Anaheim led 2-1 after the first two rounds. Eric Carlson, who had his first career hat trick in the game, was next up for the Sharks. He needed to score to extend the game and force the Ducks to score in the third round. Hextall, however, had absolutely no understanding of the situation at hand. Here's what she said, quote, If Carlson scores here, the game is over. All the pressure is on Stolarz. Stolars being Anthony Stolarz, the Ducks' goaltender. Well, Stolarz stopped Carlson and then gave a fist pump to the very stunned Leah Hextall. Stolarz with a little fist pump, she said. And then nine seconds later, after all the Ducks had poured onto the ice to congratulate Stolarz on the victory, Hextall said, there you have it. How much longer can ESPN continue this travesty? There are many excellent hockey play-by-play announcers that deserve a chance to call national games. And hockey fans across the United States and Canada don't deserve Leah Heckstall. That is no hyperbole. There you go. You missed nothing. I-, I didn't even know she was calling the game until I was looking at Twitter. And, of course, the Twitter timeline blew up. Enough people were complaining about Emily Kaplan, you know, her sideline, ringside interviews. But you have to understand, Emily Kaplan's a very good writer. And maybe that's not really her forte, that sure. sideline interview type type of thing. It's a different skill set. But Hextall is just brutal.
5: Okay, so you have a read on Aaron Nola. I've said this before <laughs> on the air. You have this guy pinned down. Your analysis on him has been brilliant. Well, maybe this is like an in-play thing tonight, in-game
6: thing, uh, in-game four. What do you expect here? It's basically a pick It's a must-win game for Houston. You've got Verlander going tomorrow uh, yeah. night. Philly hasn't lost a game at home. They're 6-0 in the postseason. I, I mean, how confident can you be with Verlander again, you know, Going against Wheeler, I think you have to win. I like Javier a lot. Um, it, like you say, if, if Philly scores some runs, you know Houston will get runs. He's going to give up runs. Yep. Once he starts with a run in an inning, he can't get out of the inning that easily. you know. So I like Javier better, uh, in this spot, better tonight. Uh, the McCullers last night. Because Javier can throw the ball by you. McCullers can't throw the ball by you. It's slider, 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 slider. And about one out of every eight pitches, he mixes in a fastball. That's right.
5: Yep. I, I think it's a good sign tonight. Like if the um, if you're betting the over and the Phillies get like two, let's say Harper goes deep it's all based again, right? on what the Phillies get. That's exactly right. Yep. If the Phillies score early in this game. Bet the over. B- b- there you go. Pound it. Because, you know, Nola's not going to go out there and say, oh, they're going to give me six runs tonight. Here comes uh, eight innings of uh, no-run baseball. No,
6: that ain't happening. <laughs> no, no. If Philly puts a four spot again, you know Houston's scoring four uh-huh. minimum. Are you right. betting
4: these Harper props? It's an ATM. No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, my I'm God. I can't game? believe
6: people are pitching to him.
4: No, what a mistake. Right. I got it. I,
6: you exactly know, I thought right. the price was so short at 175 at <laughs> close. I think I underestimated Dusty Baker. You know, Dusty Baker would push the wrong button in the elevator of a two-story building. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
5: Up next, uh, the Circa (laughs) app tells you this book will take 20,000 on a Tuesday or Wednesday night MAC game. Do they take limit bets on that? And how does that handle compared to the World Series?
4: Hey, yo.
1: The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take
5: it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're right. Here we go with our in-pocket plays. Did have a winner yesterday with the Bulls plus one and a half. Uh, truth be told, had the Nash News um, been out there when our show was on, I never would have made the bet. But I let it ride, and uh, they won the game. There was They were awesome in the fourth quarter. Zach Levine had uh, 20 points in the fourth quarter, and they overtook him. They won the game last night. uh, It's too early today to get on some of these props, but I'd be looking at uh, Harper again tonight. I have nothing as of right now. Yep,
4: Clemson 3.5 and and the Vikings 3 at Washington. In Pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern. BetRivers.com.
5: Here we go, Maestro. Uh, On the Circa app, it says right when you log in, when you look at college football games, Mac Action, or Maction, you will take $20,000 $20,000 on a side of these games. We had two games last night going against the World Series. We have a couple of games again tonight. Do you take limit bets on Mac games, and how did they handle compared to World Series Game 3?
6: Well, I thought, so what, Mitch, when you were still in Washington on Monday, I said that Paul would be interested to see how Monday night football compared to compared to Game 3 of the World Series. Of course, it got mm-hmm. rained out. I can go through the now. Here, here, here's what it was last night. Uh, basically, the NBA and the MAC wrote about the same amount. The NHL was about seventy-five thousand more than that. Game three of the World Series um, wrote double what the college football and NBA wrote, and the Monday night football game wrote double Game three of the World Series.
5: Okay. Yeah. I'll
6: put it in yeah. perspective. Wow.
5: Okay. So so the Mac actually kind of compares a little bit to the World Series.
6: The Mac was half of the World Series game, yeah. but it's the, it, it was the same as the NBA slate. The two Mac yeah. games were the same as however many. I didn't even know the NBA's playing unless you tell me. Uh, and then the NHL, which had a big slate last did, night, but yeah. a little bit more than that.
4: And the Knights played.
6: Yeah. And also, the
4: Knights played. It also tells you where baseball's at. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does.
6: Yeah.
5: What did you think of the committee show last night? Oh,
6: come on. <laughs> this is just <laughs> a put on now what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like Alabama. Alabama I play. told you on Monday. Yeah, you're like, how they could did. they be ahead of TCU? I know. I said they've been screwing TCU for over a decade. It's yeah, been yeah. a decade now. It's TCU is the poster boy there. Yep. What don't they like about? Tell, first of all. How's Clemson for? Oh, God. Yes. Get the hell out of here. This yes. ACC is a joke. Well, it shouldn't even be a so Tell me yeah. about this ACC. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. no, no. The well, Pac 12 shouldn't be a pop. But anyhow, let's, but
4: let's NC get it. State, Wake, and Syracuse? I said, oh, boy. Strap Syracuse. it. When I saw NC State and Wake off the bat, I go, here we go. Yeah. All right. Like Wake just ACC- turned
6: the ball over six times in the oh, third quarter God. at Louisville. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell me about that. Syri- <laughs> oh. Syracuse got run out in the carrier dome by Notre Dame, who's no good. All right. Watch what Clemson will do to Notre Dame here this coming three and a half. That's a joke too. That line, but anyhow, TCU. I mean, they beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma was still ranked at the time, and Oklahoma might be ranked again before the end of the year. They put up like forty-two in the first half. Yep. They beat. They beat uh, Oklahoma State in a good game. They had to come back against them. They beat Kansas State. I mean, they win all these games. They played Colorado. They played a Power Five school out of conference. The SEC doesn't play any of these schools. I don't get it. What's impressive about Alabama? Really? What's impressive about Alabama? They said Arkansas. What you what are you, you? Oh please. What what are you drawing here? Mississippi State hasn't scored against them since Leach got there. <laughs> they drawn a circle around the win at Texas? I, I don't get it. Which I, by the way should have been chalked up as a loss. Well. They got completely bailed out with the nonsense. gets hurt and then the, all them bad calls, the horrible calls. All that, but uh, how, to how me the it? worst game is at home against A&M, yeah. there you go. A&M's there you go. terrible. Yep. yep. They're yep. in a complete They're, disarray right now. Yep. yep. And, 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 and they could have lost that game if they could have converted two-point play, basically. Well, yeah. I'll give you another one. How the hell is LSU 10? Stop. With they're, two they're losses. In this.
0: They're
4: in
5: this, you know, by the way. No, they're not getting with two losses. Well, if they win to the, beat Georgia and Alabama? They're going to become the first ever two-loss team to get in? They're 10 already. And if they beat Alabama
4: and uh, whoever okay. wins the SEC East? Okay. How are they I, I'm with you, but I mean, yeah. that's they're telling you LSU isn't how dead. How are they the ahead of 10. UCLA?
6: Yeah. How are they ahead of UCLA? Well, they, they're
4: ripping UCLA for the non-conference. But what again, about USC's they, beat nobody? Uh, USC, yeah. they're, hanging well, brand there, name they're hanging
6: the hat on. They lost at Utah close. I mean, that's what they're hanging their hat on. I guess it depends. It's like riding time in wrestling, Mitch. It's how long you lead in these games. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> it's how long you have to lead in these games. You can't come back and win? That makes no
4: sense either. That's why they docked TCU while they trailed in a couple of games. Well,
6: why put Illinois ahead of LSU? I'm te- I'm serious. Hey, this is a good tweet, and you're a perfect
5: guy to ask about this. Oh, this no. is from Mark on Twitter two hours ago. You guys are correct on this. Penn State is not a playoff-worthy team, but still, LSU ahead of them when PSU smashed a common opponent in Auburn, yeah. and LSU was a loss to Florida State versus PSU's losses to Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. LSU 10 is high comedy.
6: Yeah, it's, I agree. It, is what's the worst thing in this thing? Is it LSU ten? I think it's Alabama ahead of TCU. And that's to me. Yeah, and you could argue Michigan, but Michigan's win over Penn State is, is is if you put Ohio State ahead of Georgia and you're saying that win over Penn State is better than anything Georgia's had, then how could Michigan be behind Clemson? Yeah, who has the same best win? You're exactly right. By the way, mm-hmm. it, you know Purdue could still win the West.
4: Yeah, I it's not, it's they, they not a do.
6: slam dunk that Illinois. Is in. They still I mentioned got, that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're probably going to lose at okay. Michigan. They well, lost at Indiana. If they lose to Purdue, that's three losses. Right. Uh, there's a path for Oregon. It does. It's not crazy.
4: Oregon's eight. They run the table. TCU loses. Bama gets they need, beat again. They need I mean, Clemson it,
6: and TCU to lose.
4: Yeah. And, I, and if you really want to get technical, T, Tulane's 19. Kansas State's 13. Tulane beat them. I mean, there's another one too. K K State has two losses. How about
6: Willie Fritz for Coach of the Year? Yeah. I'd say it's him and Bielema to me.
5: No, Bielema's done a great job. Uh, To your point on TCU, no, really getting screwed here for a good decade. Again, like we said earlier, if it's not called, if they're not called TCU, if it's Oklahoma or Texas, they're not going to be seven right now. There's no chance. 100%. And also, in that same time frame, right, of 10, 12 years, we've heard about the SEC weekly grind forever, right? It's made up and mythical. It's totally fictitious, um, and this year actually might be the best the SEC ever ever been. But having said that, if you t- tell me a, uh, any team that compares to TCU right with the current with the five games that they had to go back to back to back in that was that's a true grind right there what they had to do. And Kansas they still Kansas still had their quarterback right yep. yeah
4: yeah I mean that that's, think about that what they
5: ran through. I understand totally that the two quarterbacks got hurt for K State right. in the game, but to go yep. SMU Oklahoma Kansas Tech And Oklahoma then on the road State, at West
6: Virginia, which is a tough yes. place to play. I, I don't get it. Okay. I don't get it at all. And and by the way, the SEC West is down, right? The SEC East is up. East is up. But the West is down. Who's the second best team in the West? Arkansas? It's not A&M. Everybody thought it was A&M. Well, is it LSU? No. Tennessee ran them out yeah. in Baton Rouge. That was over in the totally first half. Contra- the game was over in the first six minutes. That's an yeah. honor. And, and, and he was going fourth down mid-first quarter. He knew the game was over. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you, I mean, what about that point spread this week at home against Alabama? You know, we opened at 12 and went to 14. I wouldn't want to lay 14, though. No, neither would I. Because I don't think Alabama's that good.
5: Yeah.
6: The Georgia-Tennessee loser gets mm-hmm. in if the winner beats Alabama. Those will be the two SEC teams. Yeah. A, one, a Oh, the one.
4: Alabama's simple. Went out, in, lose yeah, once, yeah. out. But that whoever loses right. Saturday yeah. in Athens has uh, to hope
6: the winner beats Alabama. Well, hold on
4: now. Yeah. Hold on now. Georgia wins by 12, uh, 17.
6: If Georgia no. wins by 17, you think Tennessee's out of the discussion yeah, with one gonna, loss? Yeah, that's bad. With a win over Alabama? Uh, Ohio State undefeated, Clemson What undefeated. do they have to do, cover? Cover to stay in? in... Who do you like in the game? Uh, it's a tough call. I can't. I've been on Tennessee all year. I've, I've had them four times. I'm not touching the game. Mm. The, their poison has been, even when, when Hypo got there, tough to score. Remember last year at home, Georgia held them down. So we'll see. It's a big injury on the defensive side of the ball. Nolan Smith yeah. out for the yeah. year for Georgia. That stinks for
5: him. Super high injury draft boards, obviously. Uh, I said this earlier. I mean, if Tennessee wins this game, though, they're they're in. I don't care if they lose to Alabama by seven touchdowns yeah. in the SEC title yeah. game. They're in.
6: Yeah. Pretty impressive what they did to Kentucky last week. Oh, my God. was 7-6. Sure. Yeah. They ran off the last, what, 37, 38 points? Yep. So, okay, the World Series doubled the Mac in action last night. Yeah. Did you think McCullers was tipping pitches? No, because I don't think McCullers has any variety to his pitches. That's why I, I – the whole key to this series was the rain. And that they got to skip Syndergaard. Because I would not have bet Syndergaard, because I don't think much of Syndergaard. Boa said on Monday, Larry Boa, he's only going to go through the lineup once. Mm -hmm. I think McCullers is their weak link, especially when he had the finger issue. And he didn't pitch well at Yankee Stadium. He pitched all right in Seattle before the finger issue. All he throws is sliders. Slider, slider. He's like McHugh that used to pitch for them, too. Slider, slider, slider. Was his leg up? Could they tell maybe? The, The thing is... He throws sliders when he's behind in the count. That's his pitch. Right, right. You the, know what? The, is, the fastball's a total changeup. Yep.
4: Yeah. This is the 1987 Minnesota Twins, who are not a very good team. You're but talking were, about the home field? They were unbelievable at home, and they won the World Series.
6: I, I said to a friend today, I said, this is the greatest home field advantage since 87. To it, me. Good call. Wow. Both you guys. Greatest, greatest home about that. since yeah, 87. They, they, yeah.
4: The twins, the twins would have been in fourth place that year if they were in the other division. They did it twice. They sucked They on won the, the two
6: World Series. They never lost a home game.
4: Right. And that, you just see, like Larry Boas said, they don't know what they're walking into. Never. I mean, they're now 6-0 at home. They
5: just, they bury people in the office. Yes or no, does it go back to Houston?
6: It's all about tonight. Javier yeah. can get it back. Um, I can't, can't bet us. on Nola. You can't bet on Nola. Yeah.
4: yeah. You're giving up on Verlander? Huh? How could you?
6: If... <laughs> If Mad Bomb wow. gave up 24 earned runs without recording an out and his next World Series start, his ERA would still be lower than Verlander's I saw that. In the World Series <laughs> I saw that. 24 Aww. runs. Think about that. Without recording an out, it's still lower than Verlander's yeah. World Series Aww. ERA. Yeah, if he gave up like 24
0: consecutive 24 home runs. Home runs. What do you mean, yeah. means, 24 earned runs? Yeah.
6: It'd yep. still
5: be lower than Verlander. Excellent job. So much. Great job. Could <laughs> it done three hours today. No problem, yep. Maestro. A minus Monday, B plus today. Up next, Matt Beskirchen is going to join the program. He's probably going to go into some uh, intricate detail about exit velocity <laughs> or some really um, high rate of spin rates. Incredible deep dives with Matt, as always, coming up next.
8: I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets.
6: The
3: learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all.
8: Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow
4: the
3: Money on vsin.
4: Sign up to bet the Breeders' Cup with Horse Racing's number one app, First Bet. Get a $10 free bet plus a 100% match of your first deposit up to $200. Use the promo code HORSE200 to claim your offer. Siegel is on Friday, by the way. Breeders' Cup picks and insight on vsin.com. Brought to you by First Bet vsin com slash horses for details and get the Breeders' Cup wager guide as well. VEASAN slash horses.
5: Here we go. The great Matt Baskersian joins the program now. We'll talk uh, game four of the World Series, basically a pick right now between NOLA and Javier. How are you doing, pal?
3: Pretty surprised after last night. Uh, doing good. I mean, that was, you know, I'm not sure what I was more surprised about. Final result. Or the fact that uh, Lance McCullers just refused to throw his heater—it uh, was—it yeah. was, it was yeah. befuddling to me, and that's—that's kind of why I don't really buy all the scandal theory stuff kicking around on social media about pitch tipping. Anytime somebody gets hit in a big postseason game, someone's always out there, like you know, cutting up video like it's this Bruder film, trying mm-hmm. to prove yeah. that he's pitching pitch tipping. I, I think they just eliminated the fastball, and you put any big league hitter in that situation where they can eliminate the one pitch off of which everything works. And that's what happened last night, in in my mind at least.
5: So what do you think the game plan is tonight for the Astros and Christian Javier, who is very good. How do they approach this uh, Phillies lineup? Absolutely on fire. I don't know how you pitch to Bryce Harper. His K prop, by the way, is uh, 5.5. The over is minus 105.
3: Yeah, I, that's kind of where I figured they'd open that. Um, you know, remembering what Javier did in his last postseason start at Yankee Stadium. He was uh, he was on cruise control the whole night. It was a five and a third of real breezy innings. One hit, punched out five. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see something similar out of him tonight. And the one caveat would be in that last start against the Yankees, he, had, he was working off a 10 days rest. Tonight, 10 days rest. The additional rest did not bode well for McCullers last night. He's a field guy. Breaking ball guys don't want that much rest. I think Javier will be fine. Um, we're so hyper reactive in these games, and the team that puts up the big number is always the one that the public thinks is going to steamroll its way to two more wins, and they're going to win it, and they're not going back to Houston. The Astros are good, man. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of trust in Javier tonight. Um, laying minus 105 at over 5.5, I think that's pretty intriguing. And I think he's going to be pretty good tonight.
4: I, I love the whole angle. If they lose, then what happens? Because then you have Verlander, who doesn't have a win in the World Series, trying to save the season. And then what do you do then if you're the Phillies? Do you throw Wheeler to close them out? You don't want to go back to Houston? Is it Thor? And then Wheeler in game six? I like I like that scenario, too. If it's 3-1, then what happens? It gets juicy.
3: Yeah, that's fun. I know Rob Thompson said that they want Wheeler for game six, but I, he he might just pivot on that if they win tonight. Yeah. You don't want to go back to Houston. You just don't want to go back to that lair where every one of their hitters is anywhere from marginally better to, in the case of guys like Altuve and Bregman, a lot better. So, yeah, I, 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 would, I would think that they might reconsider that pitching plan. I'll say this, too. Like, the first run of the game has been so important. And after the leadoff walk in the bottom of the first yesterday, and then the unraveling that happened pretty quickly from McCullers, um, boy, oh, boy, the Astros allowed the opponent to score first in a league-low 39% of their games last year. The Phillies, on the other hand, scored first in, in a bottom 10 rate, less than 50%. So every all the math says the Astros should put up the first run The Phillies should be the team with the tight tuchus, and and Houston rolls the way they did the the, the entire playoff run. It's just not happening, and there's something you can't quantify about postseason crowds, about wild fan bases like that in Philly, that you throw all the math out the window.
4: Yep. I, I, I said it before you came on. This is the 1987 Minnesota Twins. They won the World Series and won 85 games. They were awesome at home. Phillies won 87 games, 6-0 and in the, in the postseason. It is a – it's it's a crazy. The, the, the home runs and the fan base and it, they're going bananas. It's
3: a good call. The only difference is the 87 Phillies – are the 87 Twins were turning on the air conditioners whenever the Twins were at the plate, and they would blow the balls <laughs> out of the fence. That is – by the way – that, that's one of those scandal theory things in baseball that I kind of bite down on. i got no problem believing okay. that one.
1: Okay.
5: Right. Uh, so what do you want to do now with uh, Bryce Harper? I, I don't know how they're going to continue pitching to this guy. I said he's Barry Bonds right now. You can't give oh. him anything close. And he was 4-1 to one to hit a home run last night. Well, guess what? There's been another adjustment because he's red hot. Down to plus 330 or plus 340. Will he see anything tonight, Matt?
3: no and you just can't I mean those numbers are so bad uh Schwarber's probably around the same place I would imagine he's for me he's the scarier plate appearance than Bryce based on his takes his takes and his foul balls I mean he is on everything Schwarber uh it's almost like he's playing it, it for you know for stakes that aren't the world series right now he's that locked in um you know the preseason the pre-series futures for MVP were pretty interesting and I think we've had this discussion before how the World Series MVP is determined on a vote by about five or six people um, oh. you know and, and those long shots are pretty intriguing uh, you know Steve Pierce in 2018 I don't think any anybody saw Billy Hatcher going nuts when the Reds swept the A's in the uh, in that World Series a number of years ago so it's that dark horse guy that's interesting. Homering tonight, the numbers are bad. Even the, the MVP numbers weren't really worth the squeeze on Harper and Schwarber. Bryson Stott was plus 15,000 to win World Series MVP. I thought that was pretty fun. But I, mm-hmm. I you just got to stay away from the guys who are so chalky. And it's going to be somebody else. Bohm homering yesterday would have been fun to be on. Um, Brandon Marsh would have been fun to be on. So I, I think for sport, it's just more fun to look down in the board more.
5: Well, okay, so are those two guys that you would look at right now for maybe adjusted MVP odds?
3: I don't think so. I think, you know, they're they, like Schwarber and Harper already have a leg up, and the yeah. narrative stuff is building for them. Real Muto had the big, you know, the one big game. If it's Houston, it might be a more wide open field, yep. despite Kyle Tucker's big game one. Uh, Altuve had a three-hit game, but he hasn't done much outside that. Jordan Alvarez hasn't done much outside that. You know what it's kind of set up for? Ranger Suarez, five scoreless innings yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, he might get the ball again in a decisive yep. game. I mean, boy, imagine being on Ranger Suarez before the season, the series started for World Series MVP. Yeah,
5: there you go. Uh, you always, you know, always in the NFL we talk about home field advantage, and you brought up this Philly crowd earlier. But what do you think that is? Is there any way to quantify that in a, in a spot like this in the World Series where the fans are just going absolutely crazy?
3: I don't know if there's a way to quantify it. I just know that it, they're – you know, the breed is a little different there, as you guys know. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it applies to all four major seasonal sports in that city. They go most bonkers for the Eagles. The Phillies a really close second. Uh, and then the Flyers and Sixers can duke it out for third place on that chart. I mean, the, the, the fervor that that city is wrapped up in right now is um, it wasn't like that in 2009. and We were there covering the World Series that year when they lost to the Yankees. Uh, it wasn't there in 2008 when they beat the Rays because there was something about that series with the Rays as an opponent, no offense, the rain out. Mm. It just didn't have the juice that this one has. And not to mention, the Phillies were huge underdogs pre-flop. Uh, they were dead and buried in the month of June. So all that kind of just further uh, further juices up and already pumped up fan base.
4: The great mass excursion, our guest MLB network. I don't know the next time we're going to have a-, a chance to talk to you. two minutes left what happens with Aaron Judge
3: I don't see any other route than him staying in New York he has the hammer he's they have to keep him they are going to end up overpaying they're going to have to back up a series of Brinks trucks to keep him there but I cannot imagine where they would go as a franchise if they let him walk to another suitor and there will be suitors out there you don't allow a yankee to reset a franchise and American League home run record and then walk in his next year as a homegrown guy. Mm-hmm. If he was a guy that they imported in from another team on a 4-year deal and ended up having two monster seasons, maybe not. But they they don't there's nothing else to market there if they let Aaron Judge walk and I think he stays with the Yankees.
5: Matt, right. excellent spot as always. We love have you, uh, having you on. Enjoy the game tonight and the rest of the World Series. Thank you as always. All right,
3: boys. I'll be listening. Thanks. Be good. You're the best. Yes,
5: he is. Matt Veskers, All right. MLB Network. Okay, here you go. Time for the uh, pro tip of the hour in the NFL. Favorites off the bye, 57% the last decade. Road favorites, 65%. Chargers, 35 at Atlanta this week. I like them. If not now, when? Atlanta off the overtime
4: game had to play almost an extra quarter. Chargers off the bye. Pathetic performance against Seattle. If Mm.
5: not now, when? There you go. You get that uh, every single hour across every single show here on VEASAN. So that means at least 20 every single day. And they're available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. I would say uh, today's show, very easy to dance to. I'd give that like a 91.3. Yeah. That was very fun. 94. 94, you want to go Sal home? Sal Powell was great. Oh, he was so Matt good. Matt was great. Palm, Palm was great. Palm was great. Yes. Oh, everybody. Yep, yep. Apple bomb. Yesterday, the day in sports was just incredible. Yeah. Yep. Trade deadline. Record trades. Yep. NBA coach fired. Committee. World Series committee. <laughs> oh. uh, we'll do it all again, all again tomorrow, 7 Eastern then. See ya.